0: GR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community.
1: Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiuri, along with Frank Wolfe and Francis Beck of Western New York Athletics. Roger Weiss is here, and we have special guests from the Kensington Lions All-Star Game, Mike Torello of uh, Williamsville East, and Jim Moreno of West Seneca East, the head coaches, Milk Dickerson, coordinator of the Kensington Lions All-Star Game, and that's what we are talking about this morning. Morning, guys. Noted, morning y'all! Oh, I live for that every Saturday morning. Thank you, Raj. Uh, news and notes. Anybody have anything, Raj? Go ahead.
2: Yeah, uh, got to start off on a sad note. Uh, after uh, the show last week, I left here. I went to the Aunt Rosie's Open uh, Softball Tournament, and I was informed on the uh, passing of Mike Terlecki. What a loss that is for the softball community. He was. Uh, college and high school girls softball umpire. He was also a basketball referee and a uh, volleyball official as well. Uh, boy, just you know, along with the passing of uh, John Tripp a few years back, uh, to me it's just a setback for uh, softball in western New York. Mike Turlecki was he was also uh, one of the officers of the uh, umpires Association. Anthony, I used to go to the games, and I would after the game, I would go up to the umpire and cl- ask them if they were going to trash the lineup sheets, if I could have them, just so I could get to learn some of the papers other than what um, media coverage would give on them. And uh, I was waiting for him one day uh, at a game out in uh, Dunkirk, and, boy, this guy takes umpiring seriously. After the game, he has like a 10-, 15-minute session with his two co-umpires for that game, and, you know, now look in the top of the fourth, this happened, this is what should have happened, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to miss the times I used to ride with him on the golf court when I ever went to uh uh the Northtown uh, Center. And uh, just a sad loss.
1: So sorry to hear.
2: A couple other things I have. Uh, yeah. Anthony, if I said the name Robin Roberts, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Good morning, America? Yeah, I know. you little youngsters here would come up with that one. Well, back in the 50s, there was a pitcher for the Philadelphia Phillies. His name was Robin Roberts. He's a Hall of Famer. Okay. And in uh, 1953, on a date in July, he's pitching a game, and in the top of the eighth inning with one out, the manager comes out and takes him out of the game. Why? The manager took the pitcher out of the game in the eighth inning. He wouldn't let him finish the game. The previous twenty-eight games, he let him finish. Twenty-eight consecutive complete games. That was broken. Wow! I don't think pitchers in this day and age would have twenty-eight complete games in their life.
1: I wonder what his pitch count was. Yeah,
2: well, like you know, like Bob Lemon used to say, he was happy that he was pitching before they invented rotator cuffs. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I just you know the tidbit like the one I had a couple weeks ago about uh, Gil Hodges and right. Ralph Kiner. This thing just jumped out at twenty eight consecutive complete games. That's amazing. Okay, I think we know why uh, our friend Nate Gary is a Kansas City uh, Royals fan. Why is that? Well, they had a thing a couple weeks ago on Parade magazines about hot dogs oh, you found it. at the various ballparks, right? If you go down to Atlanta, how's this for a hot dog? Hot dog with pulled pork, creamy coleslaw, barbecued sauce, and pickles. <gasps> Why would you have a hot dog? Just put that other stuff on the roll. Oh. Or you could go to, um, oh, let's see. How about Arizona? Chili, nacho cheese sauce, potato tots, sour cream, and green onion. Mm. Yeah, I'd eat that. Uh, at uh, uh, Pittsburgh. Three hours, three, four hours away, Anthony. Let me guess. They have French fries on theirs. No. Mac and cheese, Cracker Jacks, red or green jalapenos. I think I'll
1: pass on that Yeah, one. me
2: too. But this is the one Kansas City. Boy, I got to check the schedule. If the red's there, I got to get down there for this. Okay. The Royal Blue Dog. Chopped bacon, chopped red onion, chunky blue cheese and chives you had me at bacon <laughs> Bingo! <laughs> like i say half these things why put the hot dog on That's good without you know gee they forgot the hot dog so what wow. so i knew you were disappointed last week when i kept you in limbo for a week i apologize i hope i've atoned that's got-
1: amazing in fact i told my son about the one in texas at the rangers game it's a two foot long hot dog I'll take two. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, Ken Ricker is uh, the new Dunkirk girls basketball coach, uh, former Jamestown girls basketball coach. So best of luck to uh, Ken Ricker. Uh, do you guys have anything before I close this out? Go ahead, Frank.
3: Yeah, um, St. Joe's uh, Bob Ivory run is, I believe, August 10th. Yeah, August 10th, twenty St. Joe's, 6.30 PM. You also
1: participate in that, right? You, you run on that, though. Why not?
3: Okay. Give it a you want to? I'll drive. I don't, don't don't dare me, because, uh, you know, I'll pre-register. You. you
1: sit in the passenger seat. And I I'll dare you.
3: I did do this one time, a long time ago. I finished, obviously. Dead last. Um, <laughs> funny. Close to it. This is, uh, that's all I've got.
2: <laughs> well, how do you follow something like that? <laughs> Francis, do you have anything?
4: Yes, I do. Um... Maryvale made a big announcement. Uh, they are officially welcoming Tim Klimczak as their new athletic director. Steve Griffin is going into semi retirement. Uh, I think he's a medical. I think he was getting tired. You know, I think he had a few injuries from football. So well, he's a into- young
1: guy. Okay.
4: He's, He's going the, into semi retirement. Not compared
2: okay. to Francis, he isn't. You know? <laughs> That's true. I've or been Markel. retired for years.
4: So. <laughs> All right. And congrats to Kayla Bloss, Sacred Heart alum. She's selected to try out for the U.S. women's national field hockey team. Neat. Yeah, in, in December. And congratulations goes out to Lewiston Porter. They earned the New York State Public School of Distinction Award. It went out to only 30 schools in the entire state, and they got it by having 100% of their varsity teams earn uh, the Scholar Athlete Team Award. Wow, that's awesome. Smart kids up there. I like that.
2: That means, uh, I believe, it means all uh, uh, athletes involved had on a cumulative average of 90 or better. Is that how that works? It's either
1: 90 or... Yeah, 90. Yeah. That's outstanding. That's, hey, guys, academics, that's what it's all about. Uh,
2: Back in the old day, it was either or. Right. You're one or the other you've seldom have ever both. If you're looking for
1: something to do this weekend, head up uh, to Hyde Park in Niagara Falls. Uh, the Vietnam Memorial replica of the Vietnam Memorial is on display next to the Veterans Memorial. Uh, so, go Roger has the shirt on, and uh, go out and check it out. I'm going this afternoon. Roger, you said you're going later on today. Yeah, I'm
2: going after I go up to. Uh, I gotta go up to the End Trip. Our buddy Nate's running that uh, little mini tourney up there today, so I'll stop there and then swing around right down Route 31, I guess. Uh this will be my sixth. Make sure you beep when you go by so I hear you. Okay. This will be my sixth Vietnam Wall, Anthony. Really? Uh, and, of course, the one most memorable, I can give you an exact date, uh, June 25th, nine, uh, 19, uh 2009. <laughs> if you'll recall, two weeks earlier, I had a call in the show because I was uh, at Mercy Hospital.
1: Yeah, you had your heart attack.
2: So a week after I had my bypass surgery, and it was a quarter of a mile from... Uh, the parking lot to where the actual wall was and it wasn't about me keeping up with diana it was about diana keeping up with me and i will never forget that i've since been the one at uh they had one at pembroke i believe that's the most recent one before that i was at the one out at eden many years ago frank and francis might recall they had one at mang park uh then there was one at uh Oh, by the cemeteries on Genesee and uh, Harlem Road, there. That's where my parents are buried. Yeah, right just down the street at Tennessee. They had uh, the wall there one year. And I'm blanking someplace So, No, this is okay. That's five. This would be my sixth one coming up.
1: It's, it's uh, it,
2: I know too many pictures. people personally from uh, Barra that, uh, Made the supreme sacrifice in Vietnam, so it really means a lot to me.
1: Including former Buffalo Bill and the only NFL player uh, to be Robert on that. Robert Kelso. Yep. So uh, I'm looking forward to go out there and seeing that today. I've seen pictures on Facebook, and it looks like it's uh, pretty emotional for some it people. Will be, that especially you,
2: you're an emotional guy. You will be moved.
1: I'm looking forward to that. Uh, thanks to Ken Hamilton for all he's done in uh, bringing that out to Hyde Park. All right, guys, we're talking about the Kensington Lions All-Star Game. It'll be the uh, on the 25th, 7 p.m. kickoff at Williamsville South High School. Get there early. Parking will be at a premium, uh, so uh, you do want to do yourself a favor get there early. Milt Dickerson, you've been coordinating this game for as long as I've known. I want to talk to, you know, and anybody that's even thrown a birthday party for your kids, you know how difficult it is to coordinate anything, get people's schedules lined up, this and that. Uh, Roger, if you could swing the microphone over to uh, Mill, Mill, I want to ask you, uh, it, it has to be very challenging to put this thing together.
5: Well, after you've done it for 43 years, it gets a little easier. Uh, the variables change in some regard, and the people certainly change, but it's... Uh, uh, it, it, it's 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 trying at times but it's it's very re- rewarding at times
1: well the one good thing is is it it's set in stone that it's always going to be the last wednesday of july so everybody kind of knows roughly when it's going to be so uh you're able to uh you know people know the timeline how do you go about selecting the coaches that uh are we have two wonderful coaches in the studio right now how do you go about selecting the coaches for the uh, for this game
2: dartboard <laughs> that's a great way to do it,
5: <laughs> now it's, it it's, it's a matter of, of, of taking a look at coaches that, that have had uh, great seasons and great careers not only from a standpoint of players in western New York but uh, they've, they've got those bloodlines and they've been around the right people and they also, which is extremely important, they get along with their peers, um, it's very difficult to and I've gone through that in some situations where I've tried to uh, make the choices, and and you really can't do that. What we do is is to uh, pick a coach and then ask the coach if, if they're willing to or if they have any problems, and they'll come right out and say to you whether they have problems or not. And sometimes there are hard feelings between coaches, but for the most part, I think it's it's a great fraternity it's worked out well we changed the format about maybe three years ago and we're now what we try to do and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't is we we have two head coaches one is the head coach for this year and the other is the heir apparent for next year and then after that we we like to have the head coach bring his staff on board and what that does it gives him some continuity in his offense and what he's running. And uh, that that's worked out. And we've also cut it down from two weeks to one week. And that, that's that been helpful. It's been helpful from the standpoint of recruiting coaches as well as players. It certainly hasn't been helpful from the standpoint of what I have to do because everything now gets compressed, condensed. compressed into a very short window. So, but... It is what it is, and we work through
1: it. And it's well-received throughout Western New York. I mean, this game, the stands are packed. People really enjoy it. And, you know, it's supposed to be the end of the previous season, as you bring in the seniors. But, you know, for us guys, it's the beginning of uh, the upcoming season, and it's a chance to get around and start talking about, you know, what this team's going to do, how's this one going to look. And you sit around talking football all night.
2: Yeah, you'll see. Like uh, I know, uh, Channel Two does it. I don't know if the other stations will do it, but uh, I imagine Stu Boyer will be there, or and or Heather Prusak, and they will. As the coaches come in, they uh, coach. They don't even let them through to the stands until they get to have a brief interview. So they already have file tapes on what's going to happen during the year, and they'll play it throughout uh, whatever. Well, I imagine, what, August 15th or whatever the practice starts, every night they'll probably have a different coach on the sports show right. asking about their team projected for the coming year, and that all takes place and the night of the All-Star Game.
1: I would imagine, uh, uh, you know, you also you have to worry about the kids' schedule. Kids have jobs, or then you have NCAA uh, rules, you know, some who might be going to Division I. Uh, the rules might be different from somebody that's playing in Division Three. so you have that to deal with. And uh, uh, any changes in New York State as far as rules go in uh, eligibility for this game?
5: No, actually, the the rules, we're no longer, when we first started out, we were sanctioned by the NC2A. We're no longer under that umbrella. We're actually sanctioned by the state, and when you go to the state, they kick you back to the section. So it's been a wonderful relationship going back to Chuck Funky, and, of course, now with Ken. And so um, there's really no issues there, Um, none at all.
1: Perfect. I just getting into talking to our coaches, uh, we have, uh, as I said, we have Mike Tirillo of Williamsville East and Jim Marino of uh, West Seneca East. Um, first of all, getting the practice schedule together, is that difficult? Again, as I mentioned, because of the kids' schedule, or do you guys just lay it out and whoever's going to make it is going to make
6: it? Uh, I think it's it's tried to base around their their work schedules and things like that, so we pick evenings. You know, that way they, they know that they can do their work during the day or if they have classes or anything else they're going to do. Um, we try and set a date, and again, it's the same as for the coaches. It's difficult for the coaches to have kids and their work schedules during the day. And um, We set it out at night and we send it, the letters out to the kids, and hopefully they're able to work for be able to be available for the whole week.
1: Well, are you guys allowed to start hitting on day one, or do you take the approach, all right, we start off in shorts and T-shirts, get a little acclimated first, you know, learn what we're going to do, and then maybe in a day or two we go to Equipment.
7: Yeah, what we try to do is uh, we try to ease into it a little bit. There's no real rule as far as you know going full go, and I, I think Coach would speak to this also. We're, we're really not going to go full go. These guys are all stars. They right. they know what they're doing. We don't need to uh, get in there and get after each other too much. We save that for that Wednesday night of the game. But uh, you know we'll ease into it the first couple of days and get them acclimated. Uh, we'll be in Hamilton and shoulder pads and shorts for the most part.
1: Yeah, I mean, the temperature is going to be up there. You have to worry about hydration and, and, uh, you know, the heat index and all that stuff. If it gets too hot, would you have to
7: consider uh, canceling practice? I think if it if it gets too hot, and I've been with the game for a bunch of years, uh, you know we'll just kind of throttle it down a little bit. Maybe make the practice a little bit shorter, adjust helmets, or maybe make it a walk through. You know, Ooh. there's always something that you can do. Because what do they look at the heat index? If it's 95 or above, yeah. uh, that maybe uh, you scale it down. Yeah, if, if it's really really hot, 95 or above, we'll go inside do some chalk talk until it cools down. Because again, we're at night; we don't start till six o'clock. Oh, beautiful! So then, yeah, you know, by fine. seven seven thirty, the sun go, you know starts to go down and, and uh, it cools off. So we'll maybe head out for a little walkthrough after that. Do the like
1: that. kids generally stay in shape or uh, you get in there and you notice that they're really wind- winded
7: early? Uh, you know, I don't, can't speak for coach, but I, the years I've done it, you get a little bit of a mixed bag. I think uh, you're going to get guys that show up that are in amazing shape, ready to go, and you're going to get guys that haven't really done much since football ended in October or November. So uh, some guys will take, the, take this week or so to, to really get moving, and other guys will uh, be ready to go.
2: Raj, just to set me straight so i don't go to the wrong place is it safe to assume the practices will be at either west seneca east or will east
5: no so will, south. will
6: south west seneca east and will south
2: okay so you're not coaching at your backyard no or practicing at your backyard
6: we we chose to go to Wayne'sville
2: south just for um
6: uh the ease of the drive for the kids right down main street and
2: well, of course, so they have the home field advantage. They get to practice where the game is for two weeks. You're, you're, you're already behind the eight ball, Marino. That's Just right, Bill, I want know. to practice
6: there too, Milt. <laughs> Working the angles. I love it. You guys you guys can go in the morning.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we'll go at
3: noon. We'll go at noon. Of course, Coach Mike, are you 1 0 on that
2: field?
6: Yes, I am. Uh, we had an exciting game there this year with uh, Coach Krasanski. <clears throat>
2: You had to bring up the Will's East, Will South thing. It's rubbing it into Will South's face right well, at Craig's the Well, here to pound me into oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> so.
3: And Chris Glenn just had a birthday, so he's probably still happy from um, celebrating.
1: All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the game and uh, talk to our coaches, uh, talk about the roster. Uh, We're going to name some of the players who are going to be participating. Don't forget, it is uh, on the 25th, 7 o'clock kickoff at Williamsville South. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Calagiri along with Frank Wolf, Francis Beck, Western New York Athletics. Make sure you follow them on Twitter. Roger Weiss is here, and uh, we have in studio Milt Dickerson of the Kensington Lions All-Star Game, Mike Turillo of uh, Williamsville East, and Jim Marino of West Seneca East. And this is what we're talking about is what, uh, the Kensington Lions All-Star Game. I, You know, it was difficult, guys, I got to admit. You know, Frank and Roger said, look, Tony, we got to talk football this week. And cuz they know how much I hate talking about football and uh I fine okay, you guys insist. So, I'm being a team player and I'm going for it.
2: Today. We had twist to twist your arm, right? You
1: did. You really did. And uh, you know, uh, but I'm doing it for you guys, just so you know.
2: And it didn't take much, you know, coming off your uh, rehab and all that. It didn't take We didn't have to twist nearly as hard as we normally would have, right?
1: Oh, by the way, uh, speaking of that, I got good news from my doctor this week. I've progressed along uh probably ahead of schedule Uh, now I'm up to 10-pound curls (laughs) hey when you start out at one and you could barely do those this is not just because you're
2: gonna do 10 don't uh, try to do 20 right away because you think you've recovered
1: no he said you know and he knows I'm being smart about it because I told him I'm doing my curls every day Uh, he's allowed me to increase my reps and uh, start working shoulders chest kind of get this thing back. I mean, you know, this is major surgery, as he said, and to come back from this, you know, hopefully I can get it, you know, my recovery time will be under a year rather than over a year like they originally thought. But I'm getting there. You know, the the pain is less. Uh, don't need medication anymore. You know, no more anti-inflammatory. Uh, the swelling seems to have uh, subsided in the wrists and the fingers. Still a little pain in there when I close my hand. Uh, but as hopefully as i keep on working out uh, that pain will go away
2: well if it'll make you feel any better Collectively, the half dozen of us sitting here with you don't feel a thing, Anthony.
1: I'm glad. (laughs) I took it for the team. Coaches, this is something that, as a coach, that I'm curious about, and that is bringing your terminology to kids that aren't used to it. And uh, I would imagine you guys probably go as vanilla as you possibly can. Talk a little bit about what goes into the type of offense, defense,
6: uh, that you're going to be running without giving anything away, obviously. Uh, it's funny you say that. I just saw um, Coach Fowler yesterday, and uh, my first question for him was, "Is uh, how much can you put in and uh, to get yourself prepared?" And uh, you know, one of the things he mentioned, and is that you know he tried to do a little too much and a little too much too fast, and it was tough. Um, I feel very fortunate to have you know my son as one of the quarterbacks. So hopefully, you know, he'll be on the same page with me as well. And be but I got
1: to help. ask you wait one question. Will he listen to you? My son never listens to me. And I I just just tell the other coaches, Gary, you guys coach him. He's not going to listen
6: to me. Does your son listen to you? I've been very fortunate to coach all three of them. And uh, one of the things that Coach Fowler said to me a long time ago, and I did the defense in Sweden for years, he said, let me take him. Okay. And, uh, you know, it was was, uh, probably the best thing that happened. And, uh, you know, we talked, and yes, but, uh, you know, John was the offense coordinator, and he called the offense, and I did the defense, and it worked out good. It worked out well.
2: Okay, let's get back to uh,
6: you know what you're going Excuse to do. Excuse
2: me, Anthony, I want to bring something up as long as we're on that uh, subject, and maybe Milk can help us out here. Has there ever been a previous Lions Club all-star game where both of the respective coaches will be coaching their sons in that game?
5: Cool. To my knowledge, there has not been. Cool. Adds <laughs> yeah. to first, it. Yeah. Right.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> we made history tonight. Yeah, right.
4: <laughs>
5: I mean, do you guys, have you guys
1: always had been able to coach your sons and, and have them listen? So most coaches I talk to, they say, no, my kid doesn't listen to me. He's going to listen. I have to, you know, if, if uh, I want to convey something to my son, I go to Salman Joan, and I say, look, kid, this is what I want, and he'll take over and, and teach it to Nicky. Has that been a case for you guys? Or yeah,
7: I mean, I have a little different dynamic because I have two of them. So <laughs> with the, with the twins, but uh, you know, I, I, what coach said is true. You know, with with the staff that we've had over at West Seneca East, a lot of times I'll defer, you know, to my to my assistant coaches and say, hey, let him know this because then it's not coming from dad; it's coming coming from another guy. And uh, they usually do get the point eventually. <laughs> Sometimes it takes a little a, a little uh, more than you want to, but it, eventually the, the point comes across. Do they pick your minds at home about football? Uh, I don't know about coach, but we, we talk football a lot, yeah. It's, uh, you know, if, if they see something on TV or, or they, they, they question things all the time, but there, there's a lot of football talk going on, so yeah, we do. Because I've noticed, like, I'll bring Nick,
1: I'll see something, and I was watching uh, something on drills, and especially with the offensive line, because that's when my son plays. So I said, Nick, come here, watch. Watch how he's getting underneath. Watch he's moving. Dad, I don't have time for this. <laughs> so and he walks away. That's frustrating as a
6: coach and a dad. Mm-hmm. I think one of the big things that's helped my relationship with the boys is when we go home, when we talk football, they bring it up. I don't. Once the practice and the game's over, we get in the car, we really don't talk about it unless they want to. And, uh, you know, it's always been something, you know, you want to be dad first. Right. And, you know, I don't want to – we never overstress it. Um, and I think that's why our relationship has stayed what it was.
1: I think that's one of the best advices I was given, is just don't say anything after the game. You know, if we lose a game, get in the car, and, and Nick will be upset that, that we lost, but I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to talk about how we played and wait for him to bring it up later on that night. And, and it goes tr- true right now mm-hmm. this summer for baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if he struck out, I don't say anything. When he brings it up, that's the time to talk to him. Uh, you, can't be, you can't be one of these parents that as soon as you get in the car, you start dissecting everything, because at that point, you're going to lose the kid, as far as being interested in sports. Uh, Putting the the practice together, you also want it to be a lot of fun. You know, this is an all-star game. We're not looking at uh, winning the championship or anything, so you have to incorporate uh, fun. And I remember, Raj, was it Dean Santorio that brought out the watermelon and had watermelon relays? I thought that was hysterical. You know, they were practicing at Sweet Home. And uh, running relays with the watermelon, and then when they were done, they cut it up and ate it. And th- that was fantastic. It looked like the kids uh, generally had a blast doing that. Is that the type of approach that you guys would take?
7: Yeah, I, I think a, a little, a little bit of both. You know, there's, there's some times that you got to be serious. And get yeah, you got to put done. the work in. Sure. And then, you know, once that work's done and the kids are, are really, you know, doing what you ask them to do, then I think that as a reward is is great. And you know, we're looking to to do some stuff like that mm-hmm. also.
1: It's a lot of fun getting together with the guys that uh, you coach against and coach with and just sit around because I know, like, whenever I get together with coaching friends, it's a blast sitting around talking football, mentioning stories. You crack up laughing, you bust chops. Yeah. that has got to be a blast for you guys.
7: One of the things that's, that's been amazing to me over the years doing this game is how fast those, the kids do come together over that week. You know, by the end of the week, they're, you know, before the game, they're hugging, shaking hands, exchanging numbers, they're talking to each other, and they, no, do, they no way, really excha-
2: do. exchanging numbers. How about those decals? on those Details. helmets. They those helmets look like, uh, yeah. you know, if you walk in there and had a few drinks, you just might pass out. I mean, it's every <laughs> Let's hope you <laughs> didn't have a <I>, few drinks. Tra- <laughs> no, I'm talking about, no, I'm drinking talking it, no. about spectators <laughs> walking in before the game and what these helmets. First time that just kind of blew me away. Well,
1: colleges have been doing that forever. I mean, I can remember as a kid watching, uh, you know, the East West Shrine game or stuff like that. Well, you you
2: just gave away your age when you said East West Shrine game, (laughs) Anthony.
1: (laughs) Sorry. Um, But yeah, they have fun. And, you know, you see, again, I've seen, you know, after the game, they're exchanging the cell phone numbers and, you know, who's on Twitter and whatnot and social media. Uh, It is neat, considering they were rivals during the season. Maybe there was a hard fought game, maybe some bad feelings between the two but it all comes together when they're, they're involved in the all-star game yeah. and that's great to see mm-hmm. you know you get to see the I love seeing kids having fun and it's one of the reasons why I coach so to see that it's it's got to be a uh, an awesome experience let's talk about some of the kids that you guys are gonna be coaching uh, let's go start with uh, coach Marino talk about some of your roster some of the kids that are on there uh, and a little bit about them
7: Sure, uh, I'll start with like the O line, D line guys. Um, you know, we've got some really good kids coming out. We've got uh, Brad Claycomb from West Seneca West. We have Terrence Bass from Cheektowaga, uh, Sam Arrington from Cleve Hill, uh, Noah Trizulo from Jamestown. Um, a lot of guys up on that all Western New York, um, you know, roster, whether first team, second team. You so, mentioned uh, a couple guys, I believe, were Trench Trophy finalists. Trench Trophy finalists. So uh, you know, we don't have a ton. And one of the hardest parts in this game too has always been linemen. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of times you. Are re- requesting from the coaches to nominate, and they all want to nominate their quarterback and wide receiver and running back. So you don't, you know, I always stress, hey, give me some linemen too. Um, Where's so the beef, right? So we're going to be, we're not going to have a ton of guys on the O and D line, but I think the guys that we have are real quality guys. So we're
2: we're looking forward to coaching them. Bearing in mind also, coach, now these are four. 15-minute quarter, so you don't have anybody have to worry about not getting enough uh, playing time, and especially with the linemen, if you don't have the sufficient number. Well,
1: don't worry, Rise. there are going to be parents complaining about playing time, regardless. <laughs> we already, already accepted it. that. No man. doubt,
2: but still, uh, that's the one thing you notice at yeah. the end of the game, uh, whichever ones are in shape, yeah. that could be a key factor, especially if it's a tight game in the fourth
7: or yeah. you you can see it in the kids faces right about the middle of the second quarter they're like is it halftime yet <laughs> <laughs> no guys it, these are 15 minute quarters <laughs> uh so yeah that's our our o-line d-line skill guys uh we we feel like we have some speed uh with that merino kid who's a track guy the uh snell kid from alden uh, we also have sibalski from alden at, uh going to take the qb position for us uh some big wide receivers with Jesse Broad from West Seneca West and the Snyder kid from JFK uh you know all up in that 6364 range so uh and then defensively we we've I think Looking at uh, our crew of linebackers, I think that's a real nasty crew of linebackers we have there with uh, Andreessen from um, Lancaster and his partner Damiani and then the uh, Khalil Horton kid from Lackawanna. Throw him in the mix. so I think those three uh, running around uh, back there are going to give people some What's this, the Chicago Bears defense? (laughs) The 86 Bears?
1: Wow! And
7: then uh, to hand the ball to, we have Andrew Hersey also from Lancaster and uh, Perillo from Iroquois who's a, a very, very good back. So um you know, that just kinda rounds rounds out our roster and uh you know, we're just looking forward to getting to Wednesday and uh getting going with these guys.
1: Okay, let's go to uh,
6: Coach Torillo and uh hear about what you have. Uh kind of what uh, coach Marino was saying, believe it or not, our our line uh is really exciting to us. Um we got some big boys, real big as far as uh size wise. We got a couple guys that are, you know, six six, three twenty and uh you know <sighs> Six three three oh five are you know the front line across with the the, the two big guys from Canisius uh, McGinnis the hogs. and, and Correll. Uh, we got um, Kyle Schrader from Star Point, who's uh, actually going on to Buff State. I know uh, <laughs> Francis over there would like to hear that. Uh, you know Matt Lang, Sal Gioli from uh, Roy Hart, another big boy. Henry Palermo. Uh, and then uh, the quickness and you know finesse of Yanni Halos, Cameron DeBille, and Andy Gradolf. Uh We feel real comfortable up front with that. And uh, as far as the D-line, uh, we got, again, so, some good size and some real good quickness. Um, we're counting on Brian Lezinski, uh Will McGinnis to take care of the middle, and Owen Nadrowski, and then my Sean Dudley from uh, O'Hara and Cameron Hill. Defensive ends, we've got a lot of speed. Uh, some of you have probably heard of Rodney Bailey from Hutch Tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, real disruptive player, and uh, I think he was one of the first team All-State. Or, um, But we're real excited with him, Frank De Palma and uh, one of the Rollins brothers, Shikon Rollins from Niagara Falls, to kind of round that out. So really excited about the uh, size and quickness that we'll have in the, the, the line front. And then the linebackers, we've got a pair of guys from Winslow North Cam Walter and Vinny Catanzaro, who uh, we're excited about. Um, Joel Richards will work inside from Bennett, Eric Rainey, Jacob Rieger, uh, Dylan Normandine from North Tonawanda, Austin Watkins from Burgard, and also Cody Fouts from Lewis and Porter. Um, Defensively, uh, quarterback in the defense will be. Uh, from Williams Lee's Joe Shiflet, and I'm sure you've heard of that name. Sure. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's also a nice little setup there because, uh, you know, he'll know a little bit of what we're thinking, and, uh, you know, he'll be at safety, along with Zach Brown from Newfane, um, another Buff State guy, Sam Mazzara, David Morgan from Niagara Falls, uh, Nick Huber from Williamsville South, and Mason Lewis from Medina. Um, a lot of speed back there. I don't know how we're going to be able to handle the 6'3 guys. We're not as tall, but I'll give Coach a little bit of a scouting report there. Jump ball, jump ball.
2: <laughs> Anthony, they have nine guys on uh, the lineman that are 265 or better, and about five of them are over 300.
1: Roger's going to take them to a buffet. Yeah,
6: it's a very, uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, but they're buying. I'll just drive, <laughs> I'll just drive them there.
1: <laughs> Frank and I and Francis are going to tag along. <laughs>
6: Very big group. Um, uh, And then uh, quarterback in the offense, uh, I mentioned my son Joseph is going to be one of the quarterbacks along with Anthony Maple. um, Tony Maple. From Burgard, yeah. We're we're excited about the little...
2: I was uh, wondering when you were going to do that. You mentioned Burgard earlier and you sat there.
6: (laughs) I had to wait for Maple. Um, At the running back position, we've got uh, Tommy Rivera from Sweet Home, Xavier Barber from Lockport, uh, Tom... Cicere from Grand Island, and also Jacob Saro, who I think broke many records at Akron in his days there. So we're real excited about, uh, you know, the guys that are going to be carrying the, carrying the ball for us. And then the wide receiver spot, we feel we have pretty good speed. Um, we have Savion Rollins, uh, obviously I mentioned his brothers earlier from Niagara Falls, Nazir Benton, uh, Jacob Palmet from Kenmore West, uh, and a player that... Uh, I thought was outstanding and he's also another buff state guy francis is uh, zane johnson from grand island yeah uh just made incredible plays in our game against him i'm excited to have him with us and then brandon barksdale from bennett and alec miller from williamsville south rounds on our whole crew so uh we're um very excited and you know i'm sure his coaches and I like the uh, contrast
1: in, in, in the matchups where you can have size and speed and against height. and oh, This makes it really interesting. All right, guys, let's take a break. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us right after this at 11 o'clock. Make sure you keep it locked right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Oh, great bumpers. Great job, Derek. Derek Kramer on the wheels of steel. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us at eleven o'clock. We're talking about the Kensington Lions All-Star Game, and the one thing we neglected to bring up is the fact that, uh, Milt, this game is played for charity. Can you talk us? Uh, tell us a little bit about that.
5: Yes, all the money that are raised from the game, uh, and down through the years, it's been a significant amount. Um, the money goes into Our charity account and from there um, we dole out anywhere between twenty five and thirty thousand dollars a year into Western New York and you name it uh, the agencies that that we're all familiar with participate we we did partner about eleven years ago with kids escaping drugs and uh, since then we've given kids escaping drugs over a hundred and sixty thousand dollars and we give them ten thousand dollars a year so outstanding that's that's what it's all about and every year the money that we raise at the end of the year it's basically all gone and we start again
1: all the more reason for you guys to get out there and come check out
5: while this we're game. on that
4: is there an admission so people out there know to uh, is there an admission price to get in
5: yes this year the admission price is ten dollars a ticket okay which Beautiful. is the same that's out at the uh, at the playoffs. So uh, we figured it's, it's been like 9 or 11 years since we last raised our ticket prices. So
1: Very affordable for uh, families. And it's going to charity, too. Outstanding. Uh, Rod, you had questions about the rules, didn't you?
2: Yeah, I just want uh, the coaches just touch on, uh, for example, like, uh, you know, you can't do any of these crazy defenses or not. It's pretty, you know... I don't know if vanilla is the correct word for defense and all that, but, uh, Less what, aggressive. what your restrictions are and, uh, they're waived what inside and in the goal to goal situation. Just touch on that briefly because you might have some fan out there that says, well, why aren't they blitzing or why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing that? You know, just touch on that briefly. Um,
6: they they've regulated a little bit, but you know, all in all it's football and we wanna you know, in the short preparation time, it's tough when you if you allow blitzes to come from all different angles and you know, offensive linemen who uh, have not worked together in the past and know each other. So um one of the, the biggest ones that you hit on was the blitz rule. Um and short yard a situation, an inside linebacker can blitz but he can only blitz between the guard and center gaps. You can't go from the outside. You can't come off the edge. So it's A gap, B uh, gap, C gap, pretty much A gap, B gap. Oh, A B, okay, yeah. yeah. and it's uh, it can only be an inside linebacker, one inside linebacker, and it has to be uh, in a short yardage situation.
2: Okay, be careful when you say uh, inside linebacker because, well, no, the uh, is it still supposed allegedly a five two defense? Oh, they've they've stopped that now. Oh, 4-4. Four, four. Okay, so that's been a change. Years ago, it was a 5-2 defense, but it was basically, yes, it was a 5-2, but it was, for all practical purposes, a 3-4 where the defensive ends were actually outside linebackers who just lined up on the... Well, that uh, was
1: my 6-2 defense last uh, year. Okay, mm-hmm.
2: so they've amended that now, so it's 4-4. Four, four. Okay, thank you.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think with um, you know the change in the the style of football that everybody plays with the spread offenses and the empty empty sets with no backs, it's nearly impossible to play a five-man front and still cover everybody. So, um, you know, a credit to Milton and his staff, they you know they talk to a lot of people and they try to make the game you know as exciting as they can and uh, and up with the times.
1: Yeah, you have to think excitement. And you also have to think safety. Uh, player safety as well, and like you said, if the offensive linemen are not working, haven't worked together, you know, sometimes picking up blitzes can be tricky, especially if they are, uh, um, are uh, you know, masked blitzes where you know they're stunting or they're they're crossing over, and you don't know where it's coming from, so you have to be careful. Uh, I think, you know, you're looking at the four-four. That's pretty safe to play. You know, uh, you okay, can still yes, keep everything in front of you and and be honest. Is there any restrictions to the offense? Uh,
7: so offensively, uh, the, the, the coaches have to exchange the six formations that we're going to run for the game so that the defenses can prepare. Oh, that um, I didn't know. Yeah, so we, we exchanged those uh, about a week ago, and uh, once they get approved, then we're all set to run them, just so they kind of have because there's really obviously no scouting. Right. Uh, so they ha- at least have a heads up what they ne- what they need to line up to for the game. Uh, And then uh, during gameplay, you can only use your your heavy, like, short-yarded set again in that same situation where they can blitz. So third and short inside the five for goal line situations. You can come in with a three-back set or or whatever you call your heavy set. Mm -hmm. Um, So really, offensively, that's that's the only restrictions.
1: How about spending time on special teams? I mean, you know, how much actually would you dedicate that at practice? I mean, kickers, they've got to get their
7: action in there, too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as far as we go, we start practice every day with, with a special just to try to Show the kids the importance of it, but uh, one of the great things with uh, with this game is that everybody's an all star. So uh, when you when you install kickoff or kick return, it it, it goes real quick because <laughs> the kids are they're all really good athletes and they all have a pretty much a real good football IQ. So you know you tell them, hey, here, here's what we're going to do, and boom, 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 it gets done, and you move on. So
1: are you allowed to throw any tricks in on uh, on special teams, like maybe a, a reverse on a kick return or something like that? No comment. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I tried, folks. I'm trying. <laughs> so then, everything else is uh, basically the same, and uh, this is going to be exciting. It really is, and I, you know, I'm sure you guys are excited as coaches. And Milt, uh, you're like oh, another year. <laughs> so go ahead, Frank. I, I just got to coach. You're going to have Caniches and Joe's
3: kids on your team. You're going to have Lancaster and Orchard Park kids on your team, Coach uh, Marino. Is there a lot call of, security? Is there a lot of I can't say that like that. Back and that. forth. Yeah. Is there a lot of banter going on? Oh, no, I'm, I'm sure, sure the ribbing has to be how, tremendous. How, how does that go down? Because I mean, St. Joe's will never refer to them as Canisius. Um, You know, there's always a lot of uh, banter back and forth. I just got to. What's it like in the locker room between those guys?
2: Would the Kanichas and Joe's guys exchange decals? Let's put it. <laughs> get down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> I was just
6: going to say the same thing, and uh, you know, we talk about the kids changing helmet decals and stickers and things like that. It's kind of interesting to see who. Uh, wants which sticker and uh, what it is, and sometimes it's like a medal to see how many stickers you can get on your helmet, and the kids love that. Of course, and, the uh, Bulldogs have the best one in the league. I'm just
1: my opinion. I'm just throwing that Ken out. There. Bulldogs? <laughs> Hamburg Bulldogs?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
6: Hamburg or uh, Ken East? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I, I think uh, that's something I know years and years ago when I played in this game. I still have friends that I keep in contact with that. I met at this game, and uh, I think it's a neat thing for these kids. Um, if they have parties during the week, graduation parties, I can still remember being invited to Moose Johnson's graduation party, and I went wow. three days before it. So it's kind of Ooh, a neat sort of Dallas uh, Cowboy. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, that. yeah. We Give it away, your age, and, coach. <laughs> well, like I said, it was you know it's kind of a neat thing, and you know something I'll always remember.
5: I, sp- I spent a half an hour on the phone last night with Moose's mom. Um, Leuport is taking a big ad this year, but uh, we talked about a lot of things from from the old days.
1: It's a lot. I mean, you know, people talk about this for years and years. Hey, remember that game? And like you guys said, the kids, you know, will have memories from- to last a lifetime. Even when they go into college, they're going to uh, you know, be talking about the year that they played in the Kensington Lions All-Star Game.
2: When you want a real trip, buy a program out there and go yeah. through that and look at the players over the years that have played in that game. That Going, paying $10 just for the right to buy a program, it's worth the price of admission. Believe me when I tell you.
1: Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much. Derek Kramer, thank you for producing. Mill, thank you so much for coming in this morning. Uh, Coach Jim and, uh, and, and uh, you know, thank you guys. And Coach Mike, thank you guys so much. Best luck to you guys. Hopefully all the kids are healthy. It's a great game, great turnout, and a lot of fun. We'll talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports.